Welcome to the Clean Biz Network Podcast, the only podcast that guides independent and franchise cleaning business owners on how to start and grow seven-figure companies. Now for your host, who has successfully built, automated, and sold his own cleaning company, Mr. A.J. Simmons. What's up, Clean Biz Network family? Welcome back to the Clean Biz Network Podcast. I'm your host, A.J. Simmons, and today we're going to be interviewing somebody who is just doing great in their cleaning company. She has been in business for about, I think she said about two and a half years. She had great success in year one, and I can't wait to get to talk to her and dive into her business. Let's just jump right into it. Miss Nicole Mason, how are you today? Hey, AJ, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. And I tell you what, you know me, I'm always straightforward, so I'm not going to lie to y'all. We just had a whole 30-minute conversation before this. (laughs) And I forgot to hit the record button, so she was nice enough to do this again for us. So let's show her some more appreciation on that. (laughs) And uh, we're going to restart the interview all by asking you, so what made you, tell us a little bit about about your background, first of all, and what made you actually start a cleaning company? Yeah, so a couple years ago, I was looking for um, a business to have uh, along with my full-time job. I've always had what I would call hustles on the side. So everything from event planning to as a kid, I was collecting cans and recycling them. So um, fast forward, I um, actually was just inspired by a combination of things. I was working in mental health and felt like the work that I was doing was trying to get people to, um, families in particular, to do a set of things to keep their children safe, but there were practical things that the family couldn't do to keep their children safe um, based on limited income. So um, clients that I would see, I was working with children, they um, would have probably inappropriate babysitters. Um, They would move often and all kinds of things going on, basically because the parent didn't have the finances to stabilize the family. And so I thought, man, you know, I'm doing this mental health thing, but what happens with the basic needs? If people can't get their basic needs met, how how beneficial can counseling be at that point? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. I see that you got your nice shirt on there with your name, your logo on it. It looked real nice. Uh, What made you come up with the name Glean for your cleaning company? So Glean comes directly from a story in the Bible, uh, a lady named Ruth, who was a widow. Um, She was taking care of not only herself, but her mother-in-law, who also became a widow. And I thought um, when I named the company, it was just kind of that isolated situation in the Bible. I thought it was a great name. It rhymed with clean, so I thought that was helpful. But it wasn't until two years later that I discovered that Glean is actually a socioeconomic way to help people who are in need. So um, back in the day when people just had farms, they would leave the outside of the farm um, not harvested. They would leave the crops there and untouched so that people who were either widowed, orphaned, or in need could come by and pick up what it is they needed. And so we've just taken something from ancient agrarian times and moved it to 2019 through commercial cleaning. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, we've had some interactions a lot in the group, uh, Clean Biz Network, and 
you always come up with new ideas, how to get customers. Like I said, I think you uh, were in a contest one time, a pitch contest for your cleaning company. And you yeah. just always got so many new, you know, just come up with more stuff. And you come across to me as an A-type person that loves to plan and is very meticulous. So I wanted to know uh, what your viewpoint on your viewpoint is on planning things out with your cleaning company and how important yeah. do you think planning is? I think planning is very important, but I give myself a B plus uh, personality type. <laughs> so I love creativity and innovation. I'll give you an example. I was out of the country a couple of years ago and I'm sitting in the airport in another country looking at the mop heads of the mop and trying to figure out, oh, how can I get that mop head to the right. United States and who, you know, who produces it? And I'm talking to janitors. Anywhere I go that I see cleaners, I'm either observing their products or I'm having a conversation with them. So um, I think planning is key, but I'm not yet. Uh, that's not my strong suit, I will be honest. My strong suit is innovation, creativity, um, how to do what the competitor is doing, but doing it better and doing it in a way that it aligns with the mission that I believe that I'm called to do. That's what's up. So we kind of a lot, a lot alike. And like, I'm always coming up with new ideas as well. And I'm good at implementing. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I'm not necessarily the biggest on planning, but good. That's what's yeah. up, though. All right. Well, I think you have uh, experience with commercial, residential, and post-construction, I believe. Uh, so I just wanted to know which one you thought was the best and, and why. And then also, which one do you recommend to a brand new person getting into this industry? Hold up, CBN family. We have to take a break and pay some bills. So let me shout out our sponsors real quick. I want to shout out the Clean Biz Network. Make sure you go to www.cleanbiznetwork.com and join us in the Clean Biz Network. You can also buy leads from us for your cleaning company, as well as check out some of our other products that are available for you to help grow your cleaning company. We also want to shout out Thomas Ave Entertainment, one of the best up-and-coming media companies. As a matter of fact, they help us put this podcast together just for you. So make sure you go check those out. So when I started the company, I knew for sure I did not want to do residential cleaning. Um, there are so many nuances of people's personal belongings that can't be replaced if they're accidentally knocked over or touched or any of that. So I, I just didn't want that headache. I, I became bonded immediately. I became insured immediately. But there are just some things that I just felt like would be more of a hassle. Um, and I got approached when I first started within the first year. A lot of residential cleaners asked me, how did you get into commercial? Because I want to transition. I'm like, I never moved out of commercial, I started right. in commercial only um, because there's always going to be an office that trash needs to be pulled. There's always going to be um, bathrooms that need to be clean. And in residential side, a family could say, hey, we're going to just do the cleaning ourselves. You know, times are getting tough or whatever. When it comes to office, how likely is it at some level of the office? How likely is it that the CEO is going to say, hey, I'm going to start getting the secretary to clean the office? Right. It's not very likely. So I, I feel like there's more um, consistency when it comes to job creation. Where's the place that I know that I can create consistent jobs? So that was really my focus. And post-construction is new. The goal with post-construction is that we be able to not only maintain folks in the janitorial side, but that they can get a, a bonus or an influx of business as we move into the post-construction side. The challenge with post-construction in my mind is that 
you need this group of people for a period of time and then they don't have jobs that in between time. So I'd rather have the janitorial as the foundation and then the post-construction as the next level. That's a great uh, point that you made. And a lot of people come into this industry thinking that, well, I have to start with residential first and then I'm going to ease my way to commercial. But you just went straight to commercial. And that was the way I did it as well. I did a little bit of residential afterwards, but once I got my toe in the water and saw it was cold, I didn't didn't want to mess with it anymore. (laughs) No knock against residential. Do your thing if you like residential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our preference. But but cool. That's that's just show you guys who think you need to do something else before commercial. No, you can go out there and go get it. So, and speaking of your experience, uh, what experience outside of cleaning do you think was an asset to you with your cleaning company? Um, As I mentioned before, I've had several side hustles. I won't call them businesses, although they all had business licenses. Right. Um, but I think just the idea of knowing that I could start something. So I've never, it's never come into my mind that I could not start something. What has come into my mind is how can I maintain and sustain something? So um, my previous careers have been in public relations and then I transitioned to mental health. So the common denominator, I think, between all of these industries is that my goal is really helping people. As long as I can stay true to that, it doesn't matter to me um, what the implementation, how it happens. It's just this is the vehicle that I choose to help people. So um, public relations has helped me with speaking. Mental health has helped me with interviewing so I can read body language while people are talking to me. I can kind of see if they look one way or the other, (laughs) whether they're lying. Um, You know, it's not foolproof, but it is uh, helpful. Absolutely. And speaking of looking the other way, I got my question. So if you see me veering off a little bit, I'm just referencing my question. Don't judge me. (laughs) And so speaking of my questions, on to my next question, which was, um, I wanted to speak on the fact that you're a woman-owned business, right? And, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times there might be a difference in being a woman versus a man in certain industries. I wanted to know what your experience was as a woman-owned business owner in the commercial cleaning industry. Uh, how do you feel it affects your business, whether good or bad? So um, I would say that this is a great time to be a woman-owned business. Um in my state, there is a, a program specifically to identify small women or minority-owned businesses, and GLEAN is all three. Um, so when we start going into those certification areas, I think it's definitely something great to leverage. Um, but I think in the practicality of it, I've been in, in rooms where there's no women. I've been in rooms where there's no African-Americans. Right. I've been in rooms where... Um, People just, you you can kind of come in unsuspecting. Um, and so people don't know, and I'm going to use the word, they don't know you're gleaning from them when they're talking because they think you're you're just there and, oh, okay, well, you know, they don't know that you're, I'm a sponge. Right. The one thing that I absolutely love is learning. It doesn't matter to me what I'm learning about more often than not, but I think you can always pull and learn from different um, demographics of people, but as a woman, coming into the space, uh, I didn't realize it hadn't been penetrated by Black women in particular. Um, I think there are women-owned commercial cleaning companies that are independent in the area, probably more so that are franchised, but I think it's a true asset, to be honest. 
Absolutely. And I think you mentioned, um, like, we was talking a woman owned, and then obviously you're minority. Um, you're a, are you a SWAM vendor as well? Are you SWAM yeah, certified? So we're SWAM certified, microbe business certified, uh, DBE. We're even approved to do work in the airports, which we have not done yet. But that's what's up. Every certification we could have gotten, the goal is to get it. That's what's up. And I think, I, I don't even remember. I think my first cleaning company, I did get my certification. The second time, I didn't really bother to because yeah. my understanding was it kind of matters for uh, government contracts exactly but it doesn't necessarily affect too much outside of that is that am i accurate on that or have you had so, any yeah uh, what what's been interesting is that um i've gotten a couple um requests for bids specifically because i was a swim vendor but it's not from government contracts one gotcha. happened this week and one happened a few months ago so i didn't realize that private industry is also pulling from that and that could be for a combination of reasons whether that's in their mission statement whether that is something that they like to share with um their board of hey we've been intentional about our vendors um so i've just really been surprised because we actually have not used our government we haven't um penetrated the government contract area yet my goal was to really focus on private industry and then move into government that was huge, Dan, because that was something I didn't know. So good. So make sure y'all get y'all certifications. Any certification you can get, go take advantage of it. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. My next question was, I see that you've been preaching independence from day one since I came across you. Uh, <laughs> you even pushed me a lot of times when I wasn't believing in myself to step out of faith and step outside of that franchise and go independent. So. I wanted to know why is uh, independence so important to you? Hold up, CBN family. We have to take a break and pay some bills. So let me shout out our sponsors real quick. I want to shout out the Clean Biz Network. Make sure you go to www.cleanbiznetwork.com and join us in the Clean Biz Network. You can also buy leads from us for your cleaning company, as well as check out some of our other products that are available for you to help grow your cleaning company. We also want to shout out Thomas Ave Entertainment, one of the best up and coming media companies. As a matter of fact, they help us put this podcast together just for you. So make sure you go check those out. So part of that is my personality type. The goal of owning my own business is I don't necessarily want somebody to tell me how to run it. No. <laughs> That's just part of my makeup. Right. But the other piece is really that I know that the vision and the mission of Glean is so specific that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the freedom to do what I'm doing now within a franchise. First of all, I would be very much focused on paying off franchise fees and um, that's not the goal right now. So um, we currently glean partners with three organizations in the city of Richmond specifically to create job opportunities. So um, the, the office of community wealth building social services view program and better housing coalition and so we can pull people from there and specifically place them in contracts that are along the bus line in richmond that are very intentional and i wouldn't be able to do that if uh, a franchise supervisor was saying hey we got to get 10 people in it doesn't matter where they're coming from um so glean has the opportunity i think to do a few other things. Now, you know, it also means that we don't have the capital or the cushion or the marketing team or the HR team or the systems or the wholesaling prices. You know, there are things that I am limited in in terms of starting off. But for me, it, it's far better to do it independent. 
Yeah, and and it's funny because you mentioned um, what you, like the franchise might be hold you back when it comes to getting certain type of contracts. But a lot of times people always flex that the franchise can help you get more contracts because of the name. But you, that was a good point that you can, it actually could hold you back from getting certain types of contracts as well. So that's a very good point. Um, Another thing that I saw that you told me offline was you're thinking about switching to toxic free chemicals. Uh, especially with your employees and mine, et cetera. I know that my brother and I, uh, we both got sick a lot, you know, especially wow. like cleaning, like uh, manufacturing warehouse bathrooms, like wow. spraying so much chemicals, like, <laughs> like that stuff used to tear us up. So uh, I think that's a very important. I always say that if I start another cleaning company, I'm definitely going to in- incorporate non-toxic uh, cleaning chemicals. So what brought you to that? How has that process been going for you? Have you been able to find suppliers for your non-toxic uh, products? Yeah. Like, tell us about that experience. I'll tell you, um, I was at a business event um, late last year, and a lady introduced me to a product that the cloth would do the work rather than the chemical. And right. I... I did not follow up. I just thought it was, it was like she was talking about a unicorn. I just had never (laughs) heard of anything like that. Um, And then a few months ago, I I have a residential cleaner who is a friend of mine. She owns her own residential cleaning business. And she told me about the same product, but she got it from her client who had cancer, was diagnosed with cancer and moved into a chemical-free cleaning in her home and requested that the cleaners that come in do the same. And so once I heard it the second time, I I immediately told her, you just saved me a million dollars. Like of all the things that I have to purchase, supplies is huge. And so to transition my mind from we got to spray more chemicals. We got to, it needs to smell like a certain way. Uh, we we're moving now into using essential oils, but also using um, vinegar and things that will not only clean, but I learned that there are different levels of cleaning. There's sanitizing, there's disinfecting. So to be able to do all those things in a toxic free environment, not only helps my customers feel more comfortable, but it also helps my cleaners. And I just didn't want to be kind of hypocritical in saying that I'm, you know, doing right by my cleaners, by paying them a a decent wage, by um, being respectful to them, by giving them bonuses. We give incentives when they get kudos from the client, but then they're breathing in these harsh chemicals. So I figure it really, it, it was a matter of time. So within the next maybe 35 to 45 days, I'd like to fully launch into our toxic-free option for folks. Excellent, excellent. And you, I think you might be, actually, I know for a fact you're the very first woman uh, cleaning business owner that I'm interviewing on the podcast, so congratulations on that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. The other thing is you were one of the first uh, women business owners in the Clean Business Network, too, and Speaking of that, I know that you left us one time and then you ended up coming back. So I was kind of just wondering what your thought process was on that, what happened, what made you come back, et cetera. So if you could kind of share that yeah. with us. Yeah. So the first year in business um, was exciting. It, uh, it was overwhelming as well. So within the first year, we had 10 cleaning contracts, including a private school, which I was told that you don't get a private school until you kind of move on. Um, have been in the business for a while. So um, I learned very quickly that there's a muscle that you use to start something. And I was sharing with my brother 
um, a few months ago that there's another muscle that you have to use to grow something and sustain something. And I was definitely trying to use the same muscle that I used to to start the business. And it wasn't as fulfilling because I felt like, okay, I started it. What do I do now? Well, you develop a new muscle. You got to shift. Um, and I didn't make that shift very easily. I can tell you it was very painful. Um, I had some great people around me who I told them I was not only going to shut down the business, I was moving to Cuba. I was selling my home. <laughs> like it was a whole situation. Yeah. So, um, the thing that continued to resonate in my mind as I was going through this process was you said you were going to create jobs. So how do you create jobs if you shut down the company you created? Um, and so that's just just been kind of my process. So I, I appreciate you letting me back into the group. I said, oh, man, AJ's going to be like, what? Where did she go? What did she do? We're happy to have you back. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Right, because you ask that you always sharing videos. And, you know, because a lot of people will sit around and wait for me to go share everything. It's like, no, everybody shares. I'm not like, you always hear about that. I appreciate you. <laughs> yep. Um and then the last thing I wanted to ask of you, too, is for a person that's on the sideline, they're listening to this interview, they're thinking about starting a cleaning company, but they're just not sure. Uh, what advice would you give that person? Do you think it's like, like just what would you give somebody that's kind of procrastinating, scared to jump because they don't want to lose their money? What, do you, yeah. what would you say to that person? So I would definitely say jump, but jump with wisdom. You know, you want to get a part of a group. Clean right. Biz has been a huge, huge asset for me. I thought, how am I going to jump into an industry that I know nothing about? And I came across your information on YouTube and I figured that's all I need. All I need is AJ's <laughs> brain in my hands and right. we can make this work. Um, but I would say to someone who is hesitant, this is, you know, an industry where um, they're, they're limited barriers. So um, a person who is in Richmond, who I look up to, um, she's one of the few African-American female-owned commercial cleaning businesses, and she is doing incredible. Um, I read her story before talking with her and found out she had one vacuum, one customer, one client, and she started from there. And so when I see her now, it's just like, how, how in the world did you get there? But she started with one vacuum. And we all can do that one thing. I think it can be intimidating to think about all the things you don't know. But this is not like, um, it's not a difficult industry to get into. It might be difficult to grow or difficult to um, know some of the language and the nuances. But once you start getting into it, you, you realize that you learn, you know more than you thought you did right. and you can learn faster than you thought you could. So I would definitely say to jump in. The other thing that I'm learning now being two years in is that trust is a huge part of business. And I never thought that. So I thought as long as I can make it happen, as long as I can learn more, as long as I can listen to podcasts or go to conferences, that'll be what grows my business. But being able to trust people um, trust that you can uh, hire the right people, trust that the people that you've hired can do the work, trust that if they don't do the work that you can recover from it, you can make it right, um, trust that if you make a, de- a poor decision that that decision can be um, 
corrected within a timely manner. So for me, trust is a, a crucial thing at this point. Absolutely. Thank you, Ms. Nicole. And I just want to add on to that too, because for the people who are on the sideline that are listening to this, you hear Ms. Nicole's story. She uh, she got her 10 contracts in her first year. She's been in business for two and a half years, which is just an accomplishment in itself, just to be in business that long. Um, that's success, okay? And what you have to remember, like from the sounds of things based on what she's shared with us is she was she had something to lose. You know, it sounds like she had a career background. She was in the mental health industry and she had some things to lose and she was still able to jump in. She moved with wisdom, as she said, but she was able to jump in and she was able to be successful with it. OK, then you got a guy like me who started with basically nothing. OK, I came from nothing. And so my my point of view was I have nothing to lose. But, you know, you start with one thing, as she said, and you build on it and you do it. So regardless whether you're starting with something or starting with nothing, you can make something happen, okay? So I just wanted to add on to that. So make sure that y'all jump. And I just want to thank you again, Miss Nicole, for coming thank here you. with us, sharing your story and sharing your journey, sharing some tips. And then hopefully we can get you back on after you grow even more and come on to do a second interview with us. That would be great. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're now one step closer to running the cleaning company that you've always envisioned. Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep building.